You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, today we're obviously going to talk about Arkansas's Outback Bowl matchup coming up against Penn State. We're going to talk a little bit about Razorback basketball. We also had recruiting uh, last week with uh, National Signing Day, the early signing day, so we're going to talk to Danny West about that. Uh, Mark Brennan, also from Lions 247, is going to give us a little bit of insight about the Nittany Lions as well. All that and more on Hogsports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to subscribe to the channel there. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review and Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month. HAWGsports.com or 30% off for your first year if you choose to go that route. Okay. First of all, basketball, some of you guys are listening to this later. This is actually the last studio show that we'll do before I head down to Tampa. We've obviously got Christmas, and everybody's got multiple Christmases. I've got one coming up um, on the 23rd, and then obviously got regular Christmas. I've already had two Christmases in the books. Got two Christmases in the books right now, and then I've got another one on January 8th. So plenty of Christmases with the extended families and stuff. It's just that time of year. Leaving out on the 27th and uh, getting back actually the night of the game. So I'll be in Tampa for about a week. I guess a solid week I'll be in Tampa um, covering the game. And we'll do some walk and talks there, you know, not just post-game walk and talk, but I'll do some stuff, uh, you know, for since we don't have the studio show, I'll do uh, some walk and talks, maybe some extended type stuff, maybe even answer some questions. I don't know how we'll do it exactly. Just I like to go on feel on those, so that's how we'll, we'll do it. So back to basketball, Arkansas and Elon uh, face off tonight on SEC Network at 6 o'clock. Arkansas has lost two in a row and – don't know what they're going to do right now. Uh, they're they're still trying to figure it out. And here's the deal: you got this one, then you get a nice little break, obviously for Christmas, and then Mississippi State on the road. SEC play starts up, and it's all SEC from there on out, except for the trip. I think January 29th uh, against West Virginia. I think that's in Bud Walton Arena, uh, in the SEC Big 12 Classic. So anyway, Arkansas just falling to to Hofstra. Hofstra's seven and five. Abiyami Eola leading that team, former Razorback. A lot of people got their opinions on this basketball team, but nobody seems to really have any strong answers aside from let's see what they do when they mix up the roster a little bit. Maybe K.K. Robinson some more action. Maybe Jackson Robinson some more action. I mean, you can't shoot the three. I think he's got the smoothest stroke out of anybody on the team. But not sure where they go. Musselman sees it, you know. I mean, he, he knows that this team isn't gelling at the rate that he would like them to. Uh, it still feels like everybody's just trying to kind of get their own thing. And, you know, there's – who's the point guard? Who is Debo Davis? What is his role? Just a lot of questions with this team. Arkansas right now is seventh in the SEC power rankings on 24-7 sports. They definitely slid here in recent weeks. I think they were like third the last time they came out with these. So, returning home, need to return home. It's been two neutral sites. Obviously, it was a heavily pro Razorback crowd in North Little Rock with over 14,000 people there. But um, 
Yeah, that's where things are. So you got this one Tuesday, December 21st, 6 o'clock, SEC Network. And then all the way till December 29th is the next game. 8 o'clock, SEC Network at Mississippi State. Vanderbilt at home January 4th. So a little bit of a break from 29th and 24th. January 8th, Texas A&M on the road. Missouri at LSU. LSU, by the way, number one in the SEC power rankings right now. So they've got a short time to get things figured out. Can everybody hear me okay? We had a little bit of audio issue. I was clipping a little bit last week, and I looked down, and my mic was just like in the red. So I hope I'm not too quiet. I definitely don't think I'm too loud right now. So I don't know why it just automatically weirdly reset, maybe some kind of update or something. So where does Arkansas go? What's your starting lineup? Let's see your starting lineup in the comments below. What would you like to see them come out with? Not just a starting lineup because they had a different starting lineup against Hofstra. What was, what's the group you want to see on the floor together the most? Not just the starting lineup. Been a lot of interesting stuff with the transfer portal. And Arkansas now has eight players that have entered the transfer portal. Now, I was at practice today just a little while ago. I'm actually doing the show in between practice and when we've got press conference with players at 12.15 here. So, um, by my clock, it's, it's 11.32. So, <laughs> just let you know on how, how time's going to go today. But uh, I did not – and these players are not in the transfer portal. But uh, I did not see Mateo Soli or Keelan Burrell today. Uh, at, at practice, neither in the transfer portal could be a number of reasons why they weren't there. I'm just saying, you know, we always track who's there and who's not there. Those are the only players I didn't see who were there. Um, Zach Williams was working at right end at the starting right end, where Trey Williams has obviously um, opted out and you know had the um, suspicion of DWI arrest. So right now, Jalen St. John entered the transfer portal yesterday. That's to me, a bit of a surprise. I felt like he was a guy that they were grooming to take that next step with them, you know. And they returned four starting offensive linemen next year, okay. Um, I heard it was a pretty interesting exit. Like, didn't didn't talk about it, didn't tell a lot of people that he was doing it. Uh, just entered the portal. Now, he wasn't at practice yesterday, which was Monday. So, that obviously, you know, wonder where J Jalen St. John is. But none of us in the media, we, we knew he wasn't there, but none of us were thinking he's just probably just entered the portal. Nobody would have thought that because he's a guy that we view as somebody who's going to be a part of this team in the future in a major role, but not now. So, Jalen St. John brings a scholarship total next year on offensive linemen down to 16, and that's not including anybody who opts to return who hasn't announced yet, like Shane Clinton, for example, who I, I'm pretty sure Shane's moving on. So, Jalen St. John joins Josh Oglesby, running back Josh Oglesby, who entered the transfer portal during the season. Defensive lineman Solomon Wright, kicker Vito Calvaruso, defensive lineman Andy Boykin, wide receiver Darren Turner, linebacker JT Towers, and nickelback Jermaine Hamilton-Jordan. So that's eight players that have entered the portal. Now, by my count right now, I've got Arkansas at 83 scholarship players next year. And that's without any super seniors coming back who have said – who have not said that they're coming back yet, okay? So there's eight players left. That, that it does include Dalton Wagner, but not the other guys. So 83 scholarship players. That doesn't include putting anybody, and by the way, Cade Renfro tours ACL in Arkansas scrimmage on Friday with the young players. 
I hate that for him. They're really thin at quarterback now. He was a guy that I think we were looking at saying, you know, he could be put on scholarship. I don't know what that does now. So that's a situation to watch. Very unfortunate. Uh, just planted non-contact and, uh, and tore his ACL. So unfortunate deal there. And uh, certainly hope he gets better soon. But that doesn't include any walk-ons getting scholarships. And, by the way, Nathan Perotti, Sam Pittman said he was going on scholarship next year. I think that might be just for maybe a semester or something because Perotti was out there on senior day. He's a redshirt junior, but he was out there standing on junior day. And usually if you're an underclassman, you're not standing on senior day and getting recognized. So kind of makes me think that that's maybe not something for next year. So not including Perotti for next year also. That puts him at 83 scholarships. Okay, that doesn't include Miles Rouser, who hasn't signed with him yet. He's the only one of the committed guys that didn't sign. It doesn't include anybody they might add at the transfer portal, and I think they need to look cornerback, linebacker, defensive line still, even with the guy they got, Landon Jackson. So, And it doesn't include any of the eight seniors who haven't declared whether they're coming back or, or, or not. So that's 83. So people can look at this, and people will. They do every year. What's going on? Why are players transferring? To me, Jalen St. John, Vito Calvaruso is another one. And I can understand Vito wanting to leave just because he wants to kick field goals also. But, um, you know, those are the two that kind of like, man, that's that stings. Um, I thought Jermaine Hamilton-Jordan had a future at Arkansas also. I thought he could have maybe had a future at Arkansas. He was still very young. But, um, you know, players leave for different reasons. And, you know, not, it's not always playing time. There's sometimes other things going on behind the scenes, you know. Used to be a player, would you would know something else besides playing time because they submit a waiver. I mean, I say that, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek because people were saying, you know, I've got a great-great-uncle that's sick near, you know, 100 miles away from where I want to transfer to. When you had to apply for the waiver, now it's immediate eligibility. So, Anyway, a lot of stuff going on with the transfer portal. We know Arkansas needs some guys out of the transfer portal also. I wouldn't say any of the guys that are leaving, aside from the two guys I mentioned, are necessarily going to sting Arkansas. And I don't think that they will be the last ones that leave Arkansas. I think if you're expecting that, then you're naive. You don't understand how things work, actually, because you can't sign a class of 25, and now you can sign even more than that. You can go up to, what is it, 32 with adding transfers, you know? Um you can sign a lot of players if you sign – just say you sign 25. You don't even you – know, it's not 32. You sign 25 every year. You register half the class. By the end of five years, you've got way more than 85 on scholarship, and that doesn't include adding walk-ons to scholarship and, and all of those things. So you have to have – even just given that model, not adding anybody, you've got to have like seven, eight guys leave your team every single year. And, again, that's not including – walk-on scholarships, not including adding guys out of the portal. So that just kind of gives you an idea of where we are right now with college football and how truly wild it all is with the transfer portal. Um, because players have immediate eligibility. I've said before that I'm against immediate eligibility for players, all four player rights. I'm not saying that this is a fair solution. Sometimes life isn't fair, but I think it should be a binding deal where you have to stick with that team that you sign with at least – Two years. You give it two years because everybody wants to transfer at some point for some reason. But you give it two years to let it sink in and whatever. And then if you're not contributing, the coach, first of all, is fine with you leaving at that point if you're not contributing. And, you know, I mean, you've given it a good shot and you haven't left because you're homesick or because uh, it wasn't exactly what you thought it was, you know, or any of those reasons. 
it's not a perfect system. There's not a perfect system for this, but it's got to be something. I mean, at least in the NFL, there's, you know, stuff that binds you to a certain school, you know, a certain program, a certain team, a franchise. That's the word I'm looking for. In college, there's nothing now. We just saw Arkansas sign, what was it, 20 players, 21 players? We just saw them sign, 22. We just saw them sign all these guys, and it doesn't mean anything. Not a single one of them is bound to Arkansas because they could all transfer if they want to. Think about that. Signing day used to mean like, he signed, got him. He's going to be a Razorback. Not now. No, any of these guys could get a better deal, something they view as a better deal. Any of them. It doesn't mean anything. None of this signing day stuff means anything anymore. And now you've got all this stuff with NIL money also, which is just – I don't like the way it's headed. And I've said this before, I'm all for player rights. For player rights, I'm for protecting, you know, the people that work at the university, the fans, and the integrity of the game matters. Because when you talk about the fan, and it may be the thing that matters most, because when you talk about the fans, the fans lose interest if the integrity is not there. If they view this as something that is corrupt, dirty, uneven, where you're not just saying, hey, this is a great place to be. This is a great place to be. When it becomes more of that, when it becomes, well, I know that if I go here, I'm going to get $50,000 in NIL money guaranteed. That's not what NIL is supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be for recruiting players. But when you know that every offensive lineman at this school is getting $50,000, as Sam Pittman said, it makes you a lot better recruiter. Think about that. Is this where we want college football to go right now? I don't. And I'm for player rights and for them getting NIL money, but there's got to be something. You know, this is an organization, something in a, a, a private sense of some kind of rules here where it's not just complete wild, wild west. And, and Arkansas has benefited in a lot of ways from the transfer portal. And I'm still saying that. I'm still saying that. So, anyway, I want to get to Mark Brennan now. For those of you who don't know, probably a lot of people in Arkansas, Mark Brennan is the editor and publisher of Lions 247 with Fight on State. And those guys do a great job up there. They got a really good site up at Penn State. And uh, a couple of those guys, him and Tyler Donahue, are going to be there in Tampa for the Outback Bowl. Mark, how you doing, man? Doing great. Great to great to be on with you, Trey. Well, I, I certainly appreciate uh, having you on with me. And I just want to ask you first, I kind of ask all of our guests um, right off the bat from other team sites and stuff, if you could fill us in with the latest situation with Penn State injuries, who might not be participating in the bowl game, whether it's opt-out injuries or anything like that. Yeah, the biggest one yesterday was uh, Ellis Brooks, who's their starting Mike linebacker. Uh, he opted out, uh, and the reason that's important is because earlier Brandon Smith, uh, who's another one of their starting linebackers, also opted out. So uh, they're going to be very thin at linebacker. Uh, they're in a bit of a tough situation because two of their promising true freshmen, Jamari uh, Budden and Kobe King, both have played in four games. So mm-hmm. they were hoping to redshirt these kids. Now they have to make the decision do you pull the red shirt off for a bowl game mm. or do you go with players who may not be quite as talented uh, and, and, and 
preserves the red shirt. So, so that's the big thing. We're still waiting to hear on Jahan Dotson, mm-hmm. uh, the standout receiver. Still waiting to hear on Arnold Ebikady, who they call AK here, uh, a transfer defensive end from Temple who had a really good year. And I think most people are assuming he's going to declare for the draft. Uh, so there, we're still still up in the air with a few players. Uh, so that's kind of where things stand at this moment. Kind of ear to the ground, waiting to see who's making their announcements. One thing, James Franklin will not make those announcements. He leaves it up to the players to make the announcement. And I think some of these guys are kind of milking out the drama of it, mm-hmm. if you will. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Mark Brennan joining us from Lines 247, 24-7. I always always say that. You're supposed to say 24-7, not 247. So, Mark, do you guys have access to practice at all? I'm not sure what kind of – what kind of deal Penn State does. Arkansas, we get access to like 20 minutes of a couple practices a week. But do you guys have any access? Are those guys practicing? We had 20 minutes of access on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it was the last day of finals. And that's the only access we've had since the end of the regular season. So what comes into play there, it was the last day of finals. So do we know that guys were missing – because of finals or were they missing because they're not going to play so Mm -hmm. some of the key guys who did not practice obviously ellis brooks and brandon smith the two guys who have opted out of the bowl they were not there dotson the big name receiver he was not there evicati the transfer defensive end he was not there Mm -hmm. Derek tangelo a transfer defensive tackle who played for them uh played really well for them as a matter of fact when uh pj mustafer their you know, a guy projected really highly in the draft uh, got banged up during the season and, and missed the second half of the season. Uh, Tangelo was not there, and their starting left tackle, Rasheed Walker, was not there. So that's kind of what you're looking at, Trey, that mm-hmm. we're w- wait right now waiting to hear, you know, the fate of a bunch of these guys, whether they were just taking finals. Now, it just happens to be that all of these guys uh, would project into the NFL draft. So it wasn't as if there were guys who were third-teamers who weren't there. Most of those guys were there. So some of the bigger-name guys we're still waiting to hear from. Sean Clifford, the quarterback, 
has already announced that he'll be back. Uh, he was at practice. Uh, so that's one key guy who was there. But yeah, it's looking like this could, it could potentially be a very depleted Penn State roster, especially on defense and especially against the team that runs the ball as well as Arkansas does. Mm-hmm. Mark, I wanted to ask you about this season. Penn State got off to a really nice start, obviously. Uh, fell on the road at Iowa. Obviously, a, a tough place to play and a, and a good – I was always competitive. Uh, lost that Penn State – or, excuse me, that uh, Illinois game in overtime, yeah. nine overtimes, and we're obviously familiar with Brett Bielema around here and then lost the Ohio State game. What do you make of this season and just, just how it started out, the team that started out the season and, and the team that finished it? Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is the defense played well throughout the season. Uh, and I think if you look at the numbers, I don't yeah. have them in front of me, Trey, but if you look at it, they were, you know, one of the top defenses in the Big Ten. This season boiled down to two things. Number one, the offensive line for Penn State was a complete disappointment. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. This was supposed to be the year they had a relatively veteran group, uh, and it just didn't pan out. And then number two, they didn't have a backup quarterback prepared. They lost Will Levis in the portal uh, to Kentucky, and I think you guys saw Will Levis ended up, ended up being a pretty, a fairly good player uh, in the SEC. And what happened was when the Iowa game, Penn State was cruising. I mean, that game was looking like Penn State was going to win in a blowout. And Sean Clifford got hurt, and they brought in a, a redshirt sophomore in Taquan Roberson who just – he wasn't ready. He couldn't even get the plays called. They were getting called – the offensive linemen were, were jumping off sides. It was almost comical. Uh, now, Iowa is a tough place to play. That was on the road at Iowa. Mm-hmm. And they were jacked up because at the time, Iowa was number three. And Penn State, I think, was number four. I think I'm right on those two. Uh, but when Clifford was knocked out of that game, uh, they had no – Roberson just couldn't get it done. And it's very difficult to win college football games without a functioning quarterback. Mm-hmm. So – uh Clifford comes back the next week against Illinois severely limited now Sean Clifford is not going to remind you of you know Michael Vick when it comes to scrambling and he's really not even going to remind you of KJ Jefferson but he scrambles well enough when healthy to keep opposing uh to keep opposing defenses honest and that was completely gone in the Illinois game he didn't have it but they stuck with him which was it was almost you know crazy to think what, what they were doing there because he 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 just when he couldn't move Illinois just dropped everybody back into coverage and Penn State's O line was so bad that PSU still couldn't run the ball and that's what led to that loss and then th- then the season basically spiraled out of control now I, I don't know how much time we have here but the other side of the story is. Late in the season, next to last game of the regular season, they're playing Rutgers. The entire Penn, most of the Penn State team gets hit with a flu bug at one point during the week. Uh, Clifford is so sick that they have to take him out, and they bring in a true freshman at quarterback, Christian Veyu, who lights it up, and he's just terrific. And everybody's wondering, well, where was Christian Veyu earlier in the season? Now, it might have been a stretch to ask a true freshman to go in and play in that high-profile game at at Iowa, but he certainly, once they saw Roberson's limitations at Iowa, they certainly should have gone to Veyu in the Illinois game. And I think this whole season turns out much different. I'm not saying they're going to win all those games that they lost. You know, I'm not saying they would have beat Ohio State in Columbus, but I think this season is much different if they go to Veyu 
in that Illinois game, wait for Clifford to get healthy, and then kind of run out the season. Uh, but hey, ifs and buts are you know if, if ifs and buts were what drinks and nuts would have a heck of a party, and it just didn't happen for Penn State. Mark Brennan joining us again with Lions 24-7, the Penn State site over on 24-7 Sports. And you're right, I mean, Penn State's defense, 16.8 points a game. That's third in the Big Ten and sixth uh, in yards per game, giving up 345.5. It is interesting because it it does seem so much like with these two teams, the way their quarterbacks go is kind of the way the team is going to go. And, you know, K.J. Jefferson was was phenomenal for Arkansas this year. but back behind him, you know, Malik Hornsby has a lot of potential, but, I mean, they just do not operate the same. And it sounds like Penn State's a, a lot the same way, although you mentioned the freshmen uh, having stepped up here lately. What's the deal at running back with Penn State? It seems like uh, there's there's a, a committee of guys. Um, I think yeah. somebody had told me that nobody had went over 100 yards in a single game this season. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, first time since 1978 that no Penn State running back has gone over 100 yards. But I, I Trey, I think the problem was more about the offensive line because mm-hmm. they're not lacking for talent. You know, one thing I would say is that Noah Kane, who was a really good back for them two years ago, Journey Brown ended up emerging two years ago and being kind of the guy. But Noah Kane was for a lot of that season was their best back. He was injured very early last season. And he, he, it was some sort of leg injury. They don't tell you what it was. We're assuming it was a knee. And he still doesn't look quite right. Just He hasn't looked quite right. Kevon Lee is a guy who's played really well for them but has a, had a penchant for putting the ball on the turf. But regardless, there's enough talent there that, I mean, it, it really comes down to the offensive line. I mean, they just – there's no there's no way of sugarcoating it. You know, again, when when James Franklin first took over in 2014, Penn State was still under NCAA sanctions Mm -hmm. that had limited scholarships. So you could imagine of all the areas that that's going to hit, it's going to be the offensive line. So it took them years to emerge from that. So you could you could recruit a Saquon Barkley and he could come in and play as a true freshman and light the world on fire or, uh, you know, some of their receivers, the Chris Godwin's. Uh, you know, those kind of players. But for offensive linemen, it takes years to develop. And this was supposed to be the year that they finally had the depth and the talent, and they had recruited well for multiple years, and it, it just did not happen. And I think if you're an Arkansas fan watching this game, one of the real keys is going to be to see if Penn State could do anything ball control wise if that there's any improvement from that offensive line at all from what we saw during the season because i think you're looking as depleted as penn state could be mm-hmm. that if they can't play some element of ball control i i don't know how the defense is going to survive against a team like arkansas that runs at what 44 times a game i mean that could be a, a real challenge so i think you know, as much as the def- some defensive players may have to step up, I think that offense has to play ball control and, and, and do a good job, and that's going to be squarely on the offensive line. It's not the running back straight, it's the offensive line. All right, Mark Brennan joining us. And, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on. We're out of time now, but um, terrific insight, and we look forward to seeing you in Tampa. 
Yeah, it's going to be great to see you. We get to communicate with people on the network all the yeah. time. Cannot believe Penn State and Arkansas have never Isn't played. Isn't that wild? So this is going to be fun. Isn't that unbelievable? I can't. I still, when I saw that, I'm like, they had to play like in the 60s or <laughs> 40s or something. But it's going to be fun, Trey, and I appreciate you having me on, buddy. All right. Thanks, Mark. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. All right, everybody. That was Mark Brennan. What a great job he does covering uh, Penn State football and other sports at Lions 24-7. And if you are a Penn State fan listening, know that they have the same offer that we have. It is 30% off for the year or $1 trial for your first month. Okay, we're going to switch gears now over to Danny West. I know you all know Danny West, the best recruiting man in the business. Danny. Trey Biddy. How you doing, man? Pretty good, buddy. Well, we were just uh, talking to Mark Brennan over at the Penn State site. Does a great job covering the lines and, and gave us a little bit of insight on what to expect out of Penn State this year. But you're going to give us some insight on recruiting because Arkansas wrapped up National Signing Day, finished 19th on National Signing Day. That's the number that everybody saw in the newspapers and on the websites. Uh, have since fallen down to number 20th, but just curious on your thoughts on Arkansas's day uh, recruiting last Wednesday. Yeah, it's kind of weird, ain't it? Now – just uh i looked at it last night they were number 20 and this morning they're back up to 19 so uh, still some shuffling going on there i like the class trey to be honest with you but uh, you know there's still some needs man they've, they've got to address some needs uh immediate needs on the defensive line and uh, granted they took a step in the right direction bringing in landon rogers but i just feel like you need some interior help if mm-hmm. you can get it um Man, I, I still go back to a, a hands-down pass rusher. If that guy still exists, I know you took Landon, but I mean a Jared Verse yeah. out there at Albany. You know, have you have you watched his film yet? I have. I have. I also know that he's he's going to have a lot of opportunities and does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand why now after seeing his highlights. I was talking to the, some of our our friends over at the OU site. And uh, they were kind of blown away by this guy, too, as soon as he picked up. Well, he was a four-star. It wasn't like he was an overlooked guy recruiting. He was a four-star prospect and signed with Albany. Yep. Weird deal, but, man, he showed out up there. But, I mean, uh, back to it, I I think if you could get a guy like that, you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, linebacker, we got to wait and see on bumper now, but uh, that would be another spot. And then corner. Regardless. Regardless okay. if Bumper comes no, back or not. One either. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I, 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 I would you. take one. Look at the numbers. The numbers are, the numbers are low. terrible at linebacker. And they always have been until this year. And the only reason they're good this year is because you had the super senior deal. Like, literally, the only reason that Arkansas is good at linebacker right now is because you had the super seniors come back, two, up, two key players. And on top of that – you had two guys that weren't on scholarship when they arrived at Arkansas, and Grant Morgan, Morgan and Hayden Henry, who ended up being really good players, like really yeah. good. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, what are we looking at right now? Yeah, I understand it. I mean, I, I, I will say this. I like Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I think Jaden Johnson has a body type that could potentially make yes. the move. Uh, I like those two. Haven't seen enough of Keelan. Uh, who else am I missing there? Well, JT Towers <laughs> entered the portal, but yeah, you're you're yeah, exactly right it. here. Andrew Parker also, who Marco, Marco, if he gets Marco Avant, who's been injured more, you know, most of the time that yeah. he's been here. But I mean, crickets now. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it, they need a linebacker, Trey. I, they, this, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they got, got three out of the – uh, excuse me, they got three out of the high school ranks. Caden Henley's already there. I saw him practicing uh-huh. today. Uh, so, he's already enrolled going through bowl practices. They got Jordan Crook and Manny Powell, who Manny Powell is coming off an ACL injury, so he's not going to be ready for the spring. Uh, so, you know. That's the one guy that I would point to and say – Boy, you hate that he got hurt because, mm-hmm. man, I feel like – have you seen him in person? That kid's got the size anyway. That's tough for for a true freshman to jump in. I felt like Chris Paul probably could have played more this year. But when mm-hmm. do you play him? Yeah. You know, like you got three 15-year seniors out there. So, I mean, it was, it's hard to get too many opportunities. But I've, I felt like Manny Powell had a shot until he got hurt. You know, yeah. and now maybe he still will, but – Boy, that puts you behind the eight ball. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you on that. But, again, people ask me, hey, you think we'll take another shot at this wide receiver, this running back, or an offensive lineman? No, 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 you need defense yeah. big time. So that's kind of what I've been looking at. To answer your question, I like the class. I think uh, it's probably a little bit lower on immediate impact type guys. I do mm-hmm. think Satania's speed gives him a yeah. shot. I think Satania's going to help him next year. Yeah. But uh, typically when a class is, is then followed by offensive linemen, offensive linemen, you don't really need those guys right away, or you right. shouldn't. So this uh, wasn't this wasn't as sexy of a class right. because That's, of yep. largely because of the offensive linemen. I mean you look at last year and you know the top guys are you know, Rocket Sanders and A.J. Green and um, uh, Keytron Jackson. You know, those are literally the top of the class guys, wide receivers, right. running backs, uh, things like that. So, you know, it's not as, you know, it's not as, as sexy with, uh, you know, 6'7", 370 and 6'6", 285 and 6'6", 303 and 6'4", yeah. 290. Uh, but those are the guys you have to have. You know, you, you if you want a quarterback – yeah, to 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 have a great year, then giving five seconds to throw the ball. If you want a five star quarterback to look like a bust, which nobody obviously would, uh, then recruit poorly on the offensive line. So, Danny, just jumping ahead a little bit, Arkansas is already. Well, I wanted to say this real quick. Arkansas is twentieth right now in the composite that combines all three rankings. They are fourteenth on twenty four seven Sports. Last I checked on Rivals, they were twelfth. And they are tenth in the transfer portal rankings, but they're the only team with fewer than four players in the top ten. They're the only team with fewer than four, and they only have two players that are transferring mm-hmm. in. And on the combined, I think they were at sixteenth, the one that is a hybrid of transfer portal and recruiting that's combined. So we've got a lot of different rankings there. But regardless, Arkansas is a top twenty no matter how you slice it. Um, now, I just wanted to jump you ahead to next year, Danny, because Arkansas is already off to a hot start there. I think we're number eight right now. Uh, last I checked, we're number eight. Uh, we're number eight in, uh, in in recruiting for 2023. And you've already come out with big red board for running back, wide receiver, quarterbacks. And quarterbacks is a big point of emphasis for next year. It is, and it should be. I mean, when you don't when you don't take one in any class, it's pretty rare nowadays. As a matter of fact, it's been a decade. I want to say 2011 was the last time in between that and the uh, Allen boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, they skipped a year there and then made up for it. I think they signed Duwop and and uh, Austin maybe a year later. So, uh, you know, you've got that. But you heard Coach talk about it last week. 
I think it does kind of help their chances of getting one of these absolute studs, you know, like mm-hmm. a Jackson Arnold, who's been here a couple times. I think he also attended the, the Texas A&M game down there. Avery Johnson, another four-star out of Kansas. Uh, Vic Sutton has been up here a few times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zay T. Set. These are big-time, heavily recruited quarterbacks. And, um, you know, the first three out of my mouth there, I feel like, you know, gun to my head, as they call it on the message board. I would say they're probably going to end up getting one of those guys, which would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jackson Arnold stayed up watching him last night. My goodness. I mean, anybody would want that guy. Anybody. Mm-hmm. I think he's very deserving of a top 100 uh, ranking. And, boy, it'd be tough for me not to make him a top priority. So, well, when uh, you when you look at it, Danny, if you're a quarterback, you know, you look at, okay, where do I have a chance to play, you know? where, mm-hmm. where or Not so much play, but, like, where is the chance to compete for the starting job going to come in, an, you know, an early situation? You look at Arkansas, okay, well, they've got a redshirt junior at quarterback next year. You know, when I get there, he'll be a senior. Um, yeah. You know, when you look at um, – you know, just the the signing class ahead of you, who'd they sign at quarterback? Well, nobody. Right. You know, so there's – to me, if I'm a if I'm a hotshot young quarterback looking at an opportunity in the SEC, then Arkansas seems like they have a pretty good uh, a pretty good chance for, for a guy to come in and compete for a starting job. Agree with that. I also think it's, there's something to be said for the skill guys that they have brought in over the last two years. Yes. Five running backs, big-time guys. Uh, very solid offensive line. The offensive uh, line. You always want to recruit the offensive line ahead of the big-time quarterback. No question mm-hmm. about that. You know, just yeah. jumping ahead real quick, Danny, to 2023. We talked about that a little bit. And in terms of the guys that are committed, you have Shamar Easter, Jaden Ham. which if your last name is Ham, I don't care if it has two M's or not, then you need to be a Razorback. There's been so many guys that have come by, you know, Pig Prather, you know. Um, yeah, there's been so many guys that have come yeah. by that are like, how could you not be a Razorback with a name Tony like you that? Tell you Yeah, hog you, spelled backwards. Hog you. Yeah. Um, but uh, Anthony Evans, wide receiver out of uh, Converse, Texas, and Joey Sua out of Bentonville, offensive lineman. Uh, so they have four guys committed right now. Number eighth ranked class uh, in the country. Obviously, it's most people don't have that many guys committed already. But a, a, a nice early start for Arkansas next year. A perfect start. I would call it a perfect start. Uh, we can't sit here and say they're absolutely going to finish in you know number eight in the country next year. But mm-hmm. Trey, I'm telling you, been doing it for quite a while. I think this one's got a real shot to be potentially you know just based on the the early amount of visits that they've gotten from big time players like Mm -hmm. well over 20 who were ranked in the top 247 right now that's very impressive to me and not only getting them on campus once for unofficial but a lot of these guys been here a few times now Mm -hmm. and and they're coming back again soon i mean january 15th right around the corner they're going to start three weekends in a row of getting all these guys back again on campus so Man, when I look at that, I think they've got a real shot to potentially finish as high or higher than they ever have before next year. Now, granted, a lot goes into that. You got to keep this positive momentum as a program. Right. You know, you got to keep winning games here. But uh, we talk about it all the time. The season they just had, or, or still have, exactly. It, it helps you for next year. It, it's not about the current class. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys are way, way too far gone, man. Like they, you get into. November, those guys, it's way too late to jump in on mm-hmm. a kid who's had a relationship with a, uh, five other schools for two years. 
but man, you can get off to a head start on that next year, and they they've definitely done that. It's important uh, though, Danny, to finish also next year, like to have a good year next year, because you can't just make it look like a one shot wonder. You can get a good head start, which Arkansas hasn't had a good head start in forever. I mean, they haven't even had like. It's so much better to have a good season to recruit off of than, you know, to come off a bad season and then have a good season because you you can't really go back in time and, you know, change opinions of some of those guys who have decided to go elsewhere. So, for the first time, and because we're looking ahead, you have to look ahead to 2023. They had a good season in 2021, and it's going to impact the 2023 class. So, it's just like this huge stretch of time where Arkansas hasn't had any of that positive momentum to build on from a previous season, and they finally do. And so, they need to obviously put back-to-back good seasons together, and they can really – really have a nice recruiting class based on the start here you could and uh it would also help you for the 24 class which is very similar yeah nice start there aspect of i mean you've got some studs i'm talking top 20 players in the country that have been up here just heard from maurice williams father over the weekend he sent me a, a screenshot of their flights I forget the exact date. Forgive me on that, but it's on the site there. I, I want to say January 22nd mm-hmm. is when they'll be back. I could be mistaken on that, but um, I mean it's just one after another, dude. And they're they're getting them on campus. I mean that's that's the first key to anything happening for Arkansas. And by gosh, they're doing it. So I got a pretty thorough breakdown of uh, at each position, maybe three to four names that you absolutely have to know for the 23 class. I love this time of year where you're able to flip the page, start brand new, hit the reset button, and just kind of reintroduce in a lot of ways a, a brand new class to people. It's a lot of fun. So pretty big breakdown there on the site. Mm. Uh, as you said, they're still working through a lot of the big red boards. Some of those things take a little bit of time, Trey. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I used the, to the, I used the, to put them together myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not the most fun process. But, yeah. Uh, but very informative, definitely rewarding on the other end for our readers. Who, by the way, if you want to read Danny West stuff, you need a VIP subscription at hogsports.com. Just $1 right now for your first month, 30% off. And speaking of that 2024 class also, and talking about like, just watch the film of the guy, Braylon Russell at a hot springs lakeside, 6'1", 224 running back committed to Arkansas. I mean, this guy has got speed, (laughs) size, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and will bogue you over. I mean, yeah. not even play. This guy's not playing, not playing at all. Like mm-hmm. maybe the next big thing out of Arkansas. Yeah. If it's He's not Isaiah Satania or Shamar Easter, it's it's Braylon Russell. I think you're making a good call there. And uh, boy, Walker White sure looks pretty impressive yeah. too. You know, Walker White. Yep. So I mean, if you could potentially now we're projecting way out here, but if you mm-hmm. could double those two up now, you could be in business there Trey but I knew you would like that kid as soon as I saw him at camp uh, in June and I forgot what he ran four four something and everybody just kind of looks around you know I said oh Trey Betty's gonna like that one six one two twenty five and a four four as a yeah. class of 2024 kid yeah I like that and, and already got him so what a start there yeah. for the 24 class but anyway what else you got for me well, that's it, Danny. We ran out of time. We got player interviews here in ooh, seven minutes, so I gotta gotta cut you loose. I'll let you get to it. All right, man. Have a merry Christmas. See you, bud. Later. You too. All right, everybody. Like I'm not going to talk to Danny West again before <laughs> for Christmas and now. So anyway, um, 
that's it. Yeah, that's the show. I'm sorry we didn't get to your questions today. We went a little bit long with Mark and Danny both. We just had so much to talk about because we did just one show. Now, Curtis Wilkerson will have a show. I guess tomorrow we'll have Hog Hoops Live, or he'll either do a stand-up tonight after the game or he'll have Hog Hoops Live. So uh, look forward to that also. But uh, before we get out of here one more time, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to like the page, follow the page if you haven't done so already. We have 80. 80- 5,000, I think, Razorback fans who have done so. So join them. Uh, get all of our free content there and this show, of course. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the page on YouTube and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review. Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think I'd find your favorite podcast. Sign up for our free text alerts. Breaking news text alerts. We don't spam you with anything. We just send you the big breaking news when it's important. So uh, sign up for that and also sign up for our newsletter where we send almost all free content. Probably like 75% of the content we send is, you know, clearly labeled if it's not. But uh, we send all of our free content to you every morning at uh, on our email newsletter. What else do I want to say? Well, I guess the next show we'll do will be from Tampa. Um, we'll not be in studio, as I mentioned. It'll be more of a walk and talk style Maybe I'll do a stand-up. I don't know how I'll do it, but uh, I plan on bringing all that equipment with me, so we'll we'll have some uh, video content there. I know everybody enjoys the walk and talk. So, All right, everybody. Appreciate you joining me. Thanks to Mark Brennan at Lines 24-7. Thank you to all of you for watching. Sorry we didn't get your questions, and thank you to Danny West for his recruiting insight as well. All right, everybody. Until we see you in Tampa, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.